Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to your headline event, Cameron Osborne standing at 588. Yeah, 5'8". Yeah, 5'8". Yeah, uh, 160... Thank you. Oh my God. No, no, no. Buck 49 uh, weighed myself. This I'm morning. the one speaking here. Buck 49 here fighting out of a wrestle, wrestling, re- scrappy background, street fighting background. Yeah, uh, your challenger. Uh, my my background are those those fights that you see on YouTube that clearly they're organized in some kind of way because there's like signage in a cage, but it's mostly just rednecks. Oh, I think that's called backyard brawls. Yeah, yeah. Fighting, fighting out of his hometown of Markham, Ontario. What? Mar- Jesus sorry. New Market, Ontario. It's been a long night, folks. Facing off against the perennial champion, the perennial contender, and your hundred and six, sometimes seventy-nine, sometimes eighty-five belt. Holder Cameron LeClaire, let's get ready to rumble. Tonight on Two Seas in a Pod, 96.7 on your. Two C's in a pod, 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 Oh, sorry. No, Bruce does. It's time. But who's then, who's the dad? Because it's the dad and then the no, son. No, it's, it's does not it. that. No, no, it's their brothers. And the oh. crazy thing is, the brothers didn't know they were brothers until they were like twenty. So they were separated at birth. And then the story is that Bruce saw his brother. Um, what's his brother's name? The one that does the boxing. It's also also like a B name. Uh, Bruce and whatever the other guy's name is. So he saw him on TV and he's like, wow, that looks awesome. And then his dad's like, son, I got something to tell you. That's your brother. He's like, what? And then got to know him. He's like, so you have these pipes and you do this for boxing. There's a really good like um, documentary on the UFC site about it. Just like the two Buffer brothers and how they both ended up having like kind of the same job, but in just competing organizations. And like, you know, two, obviously two of the best that do it, but just like, what the hell are the chances for two boys that didn't know each other? I mean, what are the odds? What are the odds, Cam? I mean, I guess you can tell by the sounds of our voice that you and I are not siblings. You and I are not brothers, because of course it's two season a pod. It's hosted by two guys named Cameron, but that's about it. It would have been crazier if they had the same first name. They were both named, both named Bruce Buffer, and then that would throw everybody off but this is two season pods podcast we're friends and we don't get to see each other too often so uh we decide to kind of tune into 96.7 on your radio dial and we just kind of make it happen every week make it happen make it happen mondays positive thursdays and regretful wednesdays regretful wednesdays i thought sundays would be regretful no, I, I enjoy Sundays. Oh, who, they, came they up with, who came up with Sunday scaries and what the fuck does it mean? 
I don't know. I've never heard that before. You've never heard that? Okay. I've, uh, listeners at home, of course, you've heard this term, two scenes of the pod at gmail.com. I think it's something to do with like, like either Is like it, A, you're hungover or B, like, you know, you're scared because Monday's coming up. But Sunday scaries is definitely a term I've heard before and have had no clue as to why it would be used um but i think that could be a generational gap i think there's a lot of things that i'll hear that i i assume i'll never know what it means and then i just kind of leave it at that i had this boss who was from wales actually i've had two bosses here's you want to hear a small world so my last boss was from wales tiny tiny world that's the one. That's the world I'm talking about here, folks. Yep. Um, so my last boss was from Wales, and then a Welshman, a Welshman, I think, or lady, yeah, or lady, a, a lady. It was a male, a Welsh lady. It could have been a lady. Very well, could have been a lady. Anyway, he was from Wales. I moved companies, and then like two months into the job, I saw that my current boss um, is from Wales as well. Not from Wales, sorry. He went to school in Wales. I'm like. How funny is that, that both my bosses are in Wales? And he goes, oh, really? That's a small place. Like, what uh, What town is he from? Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, whatever, Abbotsford. Who knows what the town's names are there? Abbotsford. And he's like, Abbotsford, Wales. Abbotsford, Wales. <laughs> and he's like, no way. Like, that's like 10 kilometers or 10 miles, whatever the units they use. I'm pretty sure it's house. kilometers. I'm pretty sure miles Can, was the whole point that the U.S. No, left. Well, no, I think they use miles down there. In the U.K.? <laughs> I think it's more across there, but yeah, keep going. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we're, we're, we're diverging. There's actually two two things. Here. Anyway, and then he's like, no way, it's 10 kilometers from my town. And then he's like, what's his name? And I sent him a picture. He goes, that's my brother's best friend. So they didn't know each other. By chance, one currently lives in BC. The other one lives in Kitchener. Mm-hmm. Small, small world. That's the way it goes down. Well, hey, Cam and listeners at home, of course, two seasons at gmail.com. If you are ever in need of a prosthetic uh, appendage, whether that be an arm, a leg, you know, you could find yourself in southern Ontario and you would certainly be directed to uh, eventually end up contacting Paul Osborne my father, um, to design for you that artificial appendage. However, if you happen to be on the west coast of Canada, let's say British Columbia, Alberta, and you find yourself in a similar uh, need for a new arm or leg, your directions will be focused towards Paul Osborne of Edmonton, Alberta. That's right. The two top prosthetics creators in Canada are both named Paul Osborne. They both graduated from the exact same school year of a program that graduates 12 people a year. Uh, And I've met him. He's a great guy. He's not my dad. Uh, My dad is my dad. Sure. I did ask the other Paul Osborne, mainly because the other Paul Osborne is 6'3". That was the big takeaway, that this man cannot be my father. Maybe you just stood beside him, you're like, you sure, Dad? You don't think that? I you know, know, you have that moment where you're like, are you sure that guy's not my dad? I'm like, Mom, like, look at this guy compared to the other guy. Maybe uh, you should have tried some trivia with him. Like, which one was your favorite Kill Bill? And see what he has to say. If he's like, I never watched the movies. Then he'd be like, ah, okay. <laughs> uh, how many movies has Quentin Tarantino made so far? He's like, don't watch movies. You're like, okay, let's try something else. How would that um, narrow down trivia for my father? My father fell as- falls asleep during the majority of movies. <laughs> 
Oh, that's like me. Maybe your dad's my dad. <laughs> Maybe you're my dad. Um, <laughs> Maybe I'm your dad. That's right. I did meet somebody a few months ago, a woman who was also named Storm. And I remember I, asking her the story about it, and it was much lamer than what I was hoping for. Yeah, Does that makes sense. Like I, I went to a Guelph Storm game, and my it was pretty much as lame. It was pretty much as lame. I was like, I was like, so I've never met somebody else with the name Storm before. Please, you got to tell me what the hell's going on here. And then she's like, Oh well, yeah, like my I was born during a thunderstorm. And I'm like, that's like, fucking Ooh. lame. Uh, of course, as you all know, I'm named after a f- um, famous MLB Major League Baseball pitcher, Storm Davis. Uh, one time, nine, now one time World Series champion, the 1987 AL Comeback Player of the Year. Uh, they did Comeback Players of the Year then? <laughs> I think they still that do. That feels like the most improved in House League. They still do, which is, uh, that, it's, it's a thing in the NFL that they still do kind of like currently because you know there's often so many injuries that are you know devastating torn ACLs torn Achilles and then you come back and then you fucking run the show uh it's impressive it's impressive but um yeah it's a bit of a weird award to be giving out a little bit yeah I'd say it's a little peculiar um but I mean yeah in a sport like that like you said more people get Injured. Well, baseball, I think, is like they always say, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So, and know. and marathons think, uh, and marathons are also marathons. And marathons not are sprints. like a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, not something I ever want to do either. Um, yeah, that's an interesting award. I was thinking about awards the other day because you know, obviously the um, the Super Bowls went on. And obviously, and thinking, obviously, you use a lot of words, Cam, just kind of in your day to day. I use I use a, a, a rich lexicon. Wow! I think I taught you that one. No way! I learned that one in preschool. Okay. I went to the uh, <laughs> the the preschool of Welsh language. Yeah. Anyway, um, I was thinking about because I was watching them give out the Lombardi Trophy, and and I thought to myself, I think the only sport that has the same repeating trophy, like major one, is the NHL, and that makes it the best trophy. Um, that's a good question. Uh, first of all, they all give out the same trophy. Business calling. I phones are going. I mean, we we did take phone calls last week. Of course, we were taking some voicemails live as they were coming. Uh, the 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 phone lines are open. Do, you can reach out to have, us at two seasons. Want to have a caller on the line? You can reach out to us at two seasonspot at gmail dot com. Uh, and leave your voice note and leave all the things you have to say. You're live on two season a pod. What can I help you with, uh, caller in? No. Uh, our first hang up. Wow, that's a big one. That's a big one, Cam. I do know what you're saying. However, for all the sports you all are given the same or like you're given the similar piece of hardware, Cam, it's called Vibrate for a reason. Uh, so yeah, the Stanley Cup, like, you know, you get the Lombardi it's trophy. It's called Vibrate for a reason? Oh, oh, the phone, yeah. I'll, yeah, I remember that thing that's going to be distracting you and all of the listeners and creating a havoc for whoever the hell has to edit and release this thing. Yeah, Jim. Jim in production, but he's my bitch. Anyway, um, yeah, but they're all the same trophy, but... Like they're manufactured. What I'm saying is, if you won, so like Tom Brady lifts that trophy above his head, he's like, "Yeah, I won this," but it's not the same trophy that um, name famous football player uh, 
Uh, I don't know. Who's that? Um, uh, uh, former, uh, former, 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 homi- former homicide, homicide committer homicide, Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis. Yes, not the same trophy as former said homicide, homicide, homicide person Ray Lewis slash person. Hall of Famer. Is he in the Hall of Fame? Uh, I'm. He's either is or will be. But he's got a Hall of vote. Famer. Yeah, he's got my um, hey, he's got my vote. There should be two wings of the NFL Hall of Fame: those who made the Hall of Fame and those who had a Hall of Fame worthy career, but also murdered somebody. And I think Ray Lewis like would that. highlight that uh, that particular division. Well, the UFC is starting to get a list. Um, oh really? No oh really? Yeah. Well, the thing is, most of the guys who end up with deep legal trouble, they don't kill anyone, but they get in pretty like the ones who actually kill people. Now, the, now, these, now, now these are also a record book similar. Um, it was John Jones who was really pushing these forward because uh, his title reigns have lasted for thousands of days. If you in kind of you know include through his legal battles. Yeah, well, I mean, let's go over the list here. Um, starts off with well, first off, it was discovered that he was hiding under an octagon while the testers came in, and they're like. Where's John? He's like, he's not here. He's like, okay, I'll wait then. And he stayed there all night. And then eventually they left. And, you know, maybe he was just hiding under the ring to play a fun game of uh, hide and seek. Or he would have pissed hot. Who knows? Uh, Secondly, he gets popped for steroids. Or maybe, this isn't probably the order. Maybe it's secondly. Then he gets... Uh, charge in a DUI where he hits a pregnant woman. Yeah, but no, Cam, what see, I that's do the like big to one. say about that, the felony hit and run is the big. Here, I don't care here's if what you're I have juicing. to say about the felony hit and run. You don't know she's pregnant. Oh, so your problem is it shouldn't. Not that it shouldn't have been a felony. Not that he didn't hit her with her car and then drove off. Correct. You're not kind good. of concerned more about the. Uh, you know, does life truly begin at conception? So you're no, turning this that. into a pro-choice thing. I'm more so <laughs> saying that like. You know, he's a victim of circumstance. <laughs> he's a guy who got, if it was just like, you know, um, this person gets a hit and run. You're like, oh, that's not good. It's like this person hits a pregnant woman in a hit and run. It's like that only came out after the fact. You know, his decision making was not changed because he didn't know that it was a pregnant woman. And Cam, this may be controversial to say, but I am sick and tired of millionaire athletes being a victim of circumstance. I'm it's sick. Bullshit. I'm sick. I'm should be, sick and tired. I want to see him back in the octagon. If I don't need we, to see any of this legal battles. If we hold them to such a a gold standard, uh, then the law should reflect that, and uh, every charge should be bumped down. You know, a felony should be bumped to a misdemeanor. A misdemeanor should be bumped down to nothing. These are athletes we're talking about here. These aren't just normal people. I think that's what happens in real life, anyway. <clears throat> um, anyway, after that, more drug scandals. There was the cocaine scandal. There was the one where he said that, oh, it wasn't drugs. It was a rhino dick pill that I took that got me. Mm-hmm. And and then there was the gun charge. I don't think he has any gun charges because I think he lives in Albuquerque. <coughs> and uh, <laughs> guns ablazing in Albuquerque. Pew, pew, anyway, pew, pew. My point was that yeah, what is how your point? cool, how cool would it be if the UFC only had one belt? And nah, like if you won it, sick. you won it. And if you lost it, you lose it. You no, don't I think get to keep I, it like I think the Stanley two. Cup. I think we need two. We need a heavyweight and a lightweight. They have but, that. But li- but lightweight should be at like two hundred and five pounds and down, and then heavyweight is two hundred five and up. 
You're uh, naming literally the UFC before 1999. Exactly. And guess what? Back when shit was entertaining. Back when it wasn't about, you know, fucking bald fuck Dana White with his 14 cell phones walking around telling who can make money and who cannot make money. I want to go back to the days where a guy like Matt Riddle would shine. <laughs> Yeah, back Inst- in the juicy area. Instead of faltering because uh, he took a couple puffs on a bong. Well, I'll tell you what. If you're looking for drug-free uh, action, look to Bellator right now because they are hosting a tournament full of, um, put it this way, I don't think the testing is that strict there. Good. And they're getting a few monsters that uh, are formerly UFC fighters, Rumble Johnson versus Yoel, soldier of God, Romero. We as human beings deserve the best that God and science can provide. God can only give us so much. Science has to fill in the gaps for the rest. And, you know, I want to watch somebody run 100 meters in 8.2 seconds. I want to watch. I want to see seven seconds. I want someone to shot. I want someone to shot. I want someone to shot put the ball like they're throwing the javelin. It just does not stop. I want to see like a frisbee. It'd be so fucking entertaining. Are you kidding me? Uh, but until what then, what is the best sport that you can make like full steroids legal in? Baseball. Baseball sucks. Steroids I made think, it. Steroids made I, it fun. Uh, I think steroids are basically out in the NBA. Bluntly, let's bring steroids back to baseball because nobody wants yeah. to watch a pitching battle going to the eleventh inning. No, we want to watch dingers and, and ha- dingers. I want to see. I want to see underhands. I want to see them bring back underhand pitching. Yeah, you know, and- like in like in women's softball when they really gear up for that underhand and then toss it. I want that. That would be. <laughs> that's that's honestly what I want. I think that's the sport that could really benefit most from steroids. Um, you see the pitchers after like one inning, just sweating their bags off. Like the crowd out there, they've hit nine home runs already. Like, It'd be perfect. Well. Fucking set them up on one of those yeah. little pitching machines. I don't care. We want them to go yard every time. I, let's get rid of the wooden bats. Let's bring back in the metal bats and yeah, bing, cork bing, it. Hey, can we can we cork a metal bat? Let's make that happen somehow too. I don't know the corking actually did anything. I, think, I know it was like an idea. I think it's idea, perce- but I don't yeah, think perceived, it ever got proven it's a perceived, to much. It's a perceived difference or something. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not that much about uh, baseball. Cam, let's move on here with the show because we have some things that we have to address first. And I want to address some things from last week. But certainly we have to talk about some notes. Notes. We got some notes. We got some notes, 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 we got some notes. Okay. I actually have some notes from also the week prior. We kind of like skipped right over uh, things from last week. We are just having such a hot show, of course. We did speak to uh, Felicia Saitoti reached out to us. If you can recall, um, looking for money, just had she kind of sitting there in prison. She was looking for $3.8 million and asked her if we could e-transfer her the money. Well, sorry, Felicia, we know you're listening. It's not actually that easy because here in Canada, there are a lot of protections about how much money you can send somebody uh, from all the major banks. For example, you can only send somebody $3,000 in a 24-hour period. Uh, stretching even Sorry, f- how much? $3,000 in a 24-hour would- period. Which bank? TD, CIBC, RBC. We're talking e-transfers because that's what Felicia Saitoti wanted. Uh, so you can only e-transfer somebody $3,000 in a 24-hour period. You can transfer them $10,000 in a 7-day period and $30,000 in a 30-day period. Uh, so Felicia did ask for the e-transfer, so we f- will follow her wishes. However, it will take us 127 days to uh, e-transfer $3.8 million. Um, so 
I think she's kind of shit out of luck on that one. Uh, I don't think she's yeah. going to be getting her money. That's okay. Especially um, with the $1 per transfer or you know, per transaction, you know, the kind of little surcharge there. It's just going to be fact. So um, we're going to skip that one, Felicia. Uh, and finally, Cam, this is my one for you, I guess. Well, not finally, but uh, for you, um, I'm the captain now. Abduwali, Abduwali, Abduwali Muse. You got to start remembering that one, Cam. But I think Abduwali Muse, M U S E. M U S E. But I think we're happy just kind of calling him Abduwali for now. Um, let us know. What about if, Abdul? Is that a short form? No, nah, I that think too we, much? I, that's too much. I think we got to go Abduwali. Abduwali. Yeah. How about Wally? Can I call him Wally? Again, short form? I don't know. Oh, no. I think we should just stick with the full captain? thing. Let's pay the respect on his name. He is a captain. Mr. Muse. Right? He is a captain. I think we should pay, you know, Captain Abduwali, Captain Muse. Captain uh, Abduwali, Sir Captain Abduwali Muse. Something something like that, right? Say <gasps> his name. Say his name. Say his name. Moving on from uh, notes from the next week, though, we did ask ourselves a question, like, what is MDMA and what is ecstasy? I think we were a little bit, uh, we were a little bit confused kind of about the difference, and uh, they're no different. You know, colloquially, they are known as the same thing. It's just kind of another word for it. Um, you know, MDMA, we often kind of get in that powder form, where ecstasy is something that's sold more in, uh, in tablets. Form. You get a tab of ecstasy, but... Look out, because research and law officials often find that when they uh, bust people for possessing ecstasy, what they will describe as ecstasy, it contains not only MDMA, but it can also contain meth, ketamine, cocaine, and a bunch of other shit. So uh, you do want to watch out for that, because it is more than just uh, getting your M on, right? I haven't heard that term before, getting your M on. I made that one up right now, but it makes sense. Get your freak on. Get exactly. Your freak See, on. you you made the connection in your mind automatically. Our next question. Um, our next correction from last week. Uh, who shot John Lennon? I'm gonna guess Abdubali Muse. Now you didn't even get it right that time, Cam. No, his name was Mark David Chapman. And see, I did say I did say he had three names. I did mention he had three names, like all Doesn't good. Doesn't everyone have three like names? Like all good murderers. So of course, Mark David Chapman shot John Lennon, um, kind of for a couple reasons. One, he just didn't like the guy, uh, and he was also obsessing over the book Catcher in the Rye, believing that Holden Caulfield was his own personal hero, which is odd because this guy was like 30 when he shot John Lennon. But Catcher in the Rye is a story about a 16-year-old. So it's weird to kind of emotionally connect with somebody, you know, half your junior. Um, but he was mainly mad at John Lennon. He was mad that uh, John Lennon compared the Beatles to Jesus. Uh, John Lennon preached nothing but peace and love and unity, yet he had millions of dollars that he did nothing with. This didn't sit right with a psych sociopath like Mark David Chapman. Um, he apparently also, after he shot John Lennon and the crowd dispersed, he even stayed at the scene and was caught reading his copy of Catcher in the Rye when the police arrived um, to uh, take him away. And of course, when the police were interrogating him, he did go on record by saying, I'm sure a big part of me is Holden Caulfield. The small part of me must be the devil. So this is a bad guy who is out of prison right now, by the way. But like you said earlier, Cam, and like we kind of hypothesized earlier, all the good killers have three names. Mark David Chapman shot John Lennon. John Wilkes Booth shot Abraham Lincoln. Lee Harvey Oswald shot JFK. What is it with these three named motherfuckers uh, who's going to kill someone? You know, Cam, I don't know if you have somebody in your life who kind of has these three names that they go by. Um, or listeners at home, if no, you do, watch here, the I think, fuck I think out. this is where you're off. I think this is where you're off. 
I think the media just gives them three names. If you killed someone tomorrow that was famous, they're going to be like, Cameron Storm, Cameron Storm Osborne murders the, you know, uh, Nancy Pelosi, right? No, I'm pretty sure at this point an 84-year-old would just die of natural causes. But, Cam, you are exactly right there. Um, the police, media, you give these people three names so they are not confused by the other guy named Mark Chapman who has a job as an insurance broker. Uh, the other guy named you Lee, think so? named Lee Oswald who has a job as a construction. You think he was going around? No way. You think he was going around his life introducing himself as, what's your name? Uh, Lee. He's probably going Lee Oswald. He's not going, Ali Harvey Oswald. No, Cam, no, that's what I'm saying. The media gives them the three names so that everybody else named Mark Chapman, ah, I get they can still live the rest of their life, even though they have the exact, you know, or, or 66% of the name of one of the most brutal murders, you know, kind of out there, or one of the most famous murders well, I guess there. that's why Michael B. Jordan has to go by Michael B. Jordan. There you go. See, now it's all coming into, uh, now it's all coming into there, but you were right on that one, you know, because you don't want to be blamed, uh, you know, or just kind of that lingering uh, thing out there. You know, there's probably a lot of Michael Jacksons who didn't touch kids. They're still out there, was, though. So apparently there's a guy on, on Twitter called John Jones who, as soon as the scandal popped up, everyone poured on him like, fuck you, John Jones. You know, you're not the hero that I wanted my kids to be. And then he basically had to come out and be like. Yeah, you got the wrong John Jones. Like, it's a pretty damn common name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah guys. I'm not the guy. <laughs> well, guys, clearly my Twitter handle doesn't have bones in there. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're looking for at John's Bones Jones, not at Jones. Jones, but oh, fuck, that's a, that's a tough word. That's a tough name to say uh, very quickly. And finally, Cam, our final note of the day uh, was simply death row. We were asking about our kind of like our death row meals or whatever have you. And the real question was, why does death row take so long? And of course, each case is going to be different, you know, in each and every single state. But the reason things take so long is because judging by the state and the case, each prisoner is still um, allowed to have their various appeals and, you know, to to being on death row and. Their appeal is put in line just like everybody else's. You know, if there's a hundred people in front of them, it doesn't matter if they're on death row, they may still just have to sit there. But it is a long ass time that you're going there. Between 1977 and 2010, the time that a prisoner has stayed on death row was actually increased by 66%. And in the year 2010, the average death row inmate waited 178 months on death row before being executed, which is near... Who breaks it down by months? <coughs> which, Come is, on. which is nearly 15 years, if you are there curious about that. Um, and in fact, a couple of facts here coming out for you. More than a quarter of the people on death row die on death row of natural causes before even uh, reaching their execution date. The longest time somebody ever waited on death row before being executed was a man named Thomas Knight, who definitely deserved to die, but was executed in 2014 after spending 39 years on death row. Uh, he did have a competitor there, another man named Gary Alvord, who also spent 39 years on death row before he died of a brain tumor. And then finally, the oldest person to ever be on death row was a man named Leroy Nash. And again, they all totally deserved it. Come on, it. give me the three. Give me the three. Leroy what, Nash? 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, what's his what's his middle? Leroy Jenkins Nash. Um, and uh, what was I saying? Yes, yeah, so he's the oldest person to ever uh, to ever be on death row when he died in February of 2010 at the age of 94 of natural causes. He basically never even like of natural causes. So natural he causes. Didn't... Okay. Yeah. yeah, so he never actually faced the chair. Never actually. Well, you know, and like we said, twenty five percent of these people on death row uh, don't even see the the, uh, the stress just get to him, or just you know. Well, I mean, you know, when you're fucking seventy, I mean, I can't imagine that prison is you know the most uh, hospitable of conditions. Certainly, that of death row. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> I guess we have different opinions. I guess we have different opinions on maximum minimum security prisons. Uh, but those were our notes from the other week. Um, good stuff. Either you know way, you, old, you want to guess what the oldest person alive ever was? Ever? Yeah. A lo- how, like, what was the age where the longest person lived to? God. Well, Je- well, Je- well, Jesus Christ is alive in all of us, so I would say 2,021 years. Okay, uh, how about second on the list then? Uh, uh, is there really a second to our Lord and Savior? Um, I guess if I would have to guess. Um, I, I did hear of a woman the other day. Uh, she's like this, she's like this, uh, believed to be the oldest person kind of right now, and she was like 113 or something. Is that your final answer? That Buck was kind of my final answer. Yeah, I'm going to say that. Buck 22. Wow, what's the point? At that point, I don't know. Like when you're 122 like, years old, like when was the last time you fucked? You know, like when was the last time you did something fun? Then again, when you're 122 years old, 20 years feels like it flies by. Yeah, I mean, quite frankly, you know, I mean, I'm popping up on the 30 mark. I'm I'm a quarter of my way through this woman's life. Yeah. Uh, God, I don't want to do another three of this. The first one, yeah. which was worse enough. Terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about this. I think the reason that time flies as you get older is because when you're five to turn to 10, you're like, wow, that took forever because that's double my lifespan. But mm-hmm. then once you get to like 40 to 50, you're like, that was a 10th of it. Right? Yeah. I get you. Yeah. Just a thought I had, but probably not an original one. Probably not. I think that was more, you're more thinking math. <laughs> you know, like the distance between 5 so. and 10 is smaller than the difference between 20 and 40. Yeah, but it's the same thing like time itself. If you're looking at a car and you're waiting for that 5 to 10 minutes to pass and you're like, all right, we know we have 10 minutes doing this thing. And five minutes goes by. You're like, ugh. But then when you have an hour and it's that last like, you know, five minutes, you're like, it flies by. Okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I don't there. know. I see what you're saying. No, I don't care. It's 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 an idea. Time's a flat circle. We do know that. Thank you, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, let's get uh, let's get to some other action here on the show because you know we are kind of uh, a little bit removed from uh, the big game, as it's known to some, and uh, probably others. Of course, we are talking about the Super Bowl, and we are talking about this week's prop bets. Place your Double bets. Seven. Place your bets. Don't forget to hit All bets on the table. No All bets on he the table. Wins again. Get out seven. of here, Sonny. This is the high rollers table. Now, Cam, this was a segment that you kind of opened up with and started spearheading. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, very, 
You know, mm-hmm. you were very excited about it. Uh, you brought always, this to my, always excited. You brought this to my attention, and I was really excited to go with you, Cam. However, you know, kind of right before we started the show, you kind of led me to believe that you don't want to handle this week's prop bets. So I'm going to handle this week's prop bets, Cam. Uh, first question: Will Joe? How many times will the name Joe Biden be mentioned? That I gave, I gave it a one and a, I think. It was like a, it was a one and a half <laughs> or no, yeah, it was a half. a half. It was a half. It's a half. So it was a one half. or nothing. Yeah. So and one or nothing. Uh, Cam, uh, you, I picked one. You picked none. And? And it was none, baby. And I'm only saying this because I am not including the pre-show where uh, President Joe Biden and uh, Dr. Jill Bride Biden, the first lady, uh, did give an address directly. She's a doctor? Yes, she is. Doctor in what? Who knows? Um, I think it's one of those things like she has a doctorate, but she's not like a medical oh, practitioner. Tell her to get on the front lines. I Again, she's not a medical doctor. <laughs> but I'm not going to count the pre-show. New York's dying right now, okay? They're hitting their third wave. I'm not anyway, going to count the pre-show because it was the pre-show. It wasn't, you know, the Super Bowl and onwards. Super Bowl onwards kind of like as soon as they do the, you know, anthem and like the songs to begin. But they did give a little address about just like wearing a mask and stuff. So, Cam, I'm going to say that you're walking away uh, with that prop bet. Uh, Cam, the so next one. $1 on my end. Cam, the next one uh, that we had uh, the weekend and how many songs or not even just the weekend. Cam, how how Cam, many songs Cam, will be Cam, sung um, at the Super Bowl? You know, of course, these days we sort of see the um, the super. It, it's all the Super Bowl medley now. You know, we kind of get a couple minutes of each hit, um, a big theatrical thing, and uh, I loved it. In recent years, we always ask ourselves, well, who's the guest going to be? Because there's always somebody else who pops up. Always somebody else who's going to pop up. Not the case this year. It was a weekend explosion uh, with nobody else um, occupying those roles. Now, Cam, the magic number was eight. Eight was where the bet lied. Will there be more than eight songs or less than eight songs? Cam, you picked the under. You said that there would be less than eight songs. Cam, there was in reality nine different songs oh. performed by the weekend uh, from start to finish. All, great. All the hits, the the feeling, I can't feel my face, call out my name, the new one. Um, the Hills. All the, all the hits. Uh, the, yeah, Blinded the, by the Light. The theme song from The Hills, um, which was odd. It's not even his song, but he was, he was doing it anyways. Um, and he was crushing it. So Cam, I walked away with that bet. Money's back on your side here. Money's back on my side. And finally, the color of the Gatorade, which is always the most arbitrary. There has to be somebody who every year profits huge on the Gatorade bet. Um, you know, either like he has the inside scoop, you know, like he like literally the inside scoop of Gatorade powder that he's provided to the uh, both teams. I would like to think that like one Gatorade guy is in charge. You know, and he just kind of like, you know, maybe tips the scales in his favor. Well, see, the, see, the problem with that, I've always thought about that idea. Like, what if I can get to know that guy? The SEC will, probably not the SEC, but the commission, some commission will come down. And he's like, so this man makes small time bets of like $3 on, you know, if the Bruins will beat Philly by one. And then drops five grand on this. It's like. We call that an abnormality, and yeah, we're going to investigate if he gets it right. Okay, okay. Well, nothing stopping somebody asking somebody else to make the bet for you. Well, even then, like, if they're big-time gamblers, sure. But if it's an abnormality, people are going to look into it. So you're saying if I spontaneously made a bet 
for like ten thousand dollars for somebody to win something, the government would come down on me. Someone would probably start asking questions, going, "Hey, Cameron, we've noticed you've never used this betting service, and then now you're walking away with, you know, say say you won, you know, the odds were pretty in your favor, like." there was an 80% chance that team was going to win just bet on the odds. They'd probably be like, yeah, you know, he was having a fun day, whatever. But like, let's say it was an odd one like that where the, the odds are pretty against you. I'm going to assume they're going to knock on your door or call your phone and just say like, do you, uh, do you happen to like, do you happen to know anyone? No, no. And here I thought this was America. Either way, uh, Cam, you and neither one of us got this one correct because uh, the answer was blue. <laughs> blue mm. blast. I said yellow. Uh, I said lime lemon. You know, of course, the best flavor of Gatorade, the original one. They got it right the first I time. I said orange. They right? shouldn't have kept going. You did say orange. In fact, uh, this one was a little more different, difficult because you know there was a chance that both of us would have been wrong. Where with some of the other uh, bets we made, you know, I, one of us was going to be right and one of us was going to be wrong. But it was in did fact. We, did we do the bet that? Sorry to cut you off. Uh, no, did go. we do the bet that which color was the purse? What color was the weekend going to come out on? I thought we did. Uh, and you said red and I said black and he came out on both. We did make that bet. I did say red. You said black. Um, that one's tough. I think we should have specified that one a little bit more because I think when I was thinking, I was definitely thinking the color of the jacket. What would the color of the jacket be? Uh, where I was thinking if he had any black, I would win. Cam, gotta be more specific on that one next time, because again, another situation yeah. where we well, were both that was right. a bet, though. That's the thing. So I don't, I don't know how the the odds makers played it. Yeah, well, I bet it would have been more specific about like you know, you know yeah, what colors, what what's the you know what what colors the jacket on the outside, right? Because right. you know, it's like if he's wearing shorts and you see his socks, you're like, but his socks are black. That means I yeah, win. I well, it's like no. I don't know about you, Cam, but I don't see color on the outside. I only see <laughs> you see only on you only inside. see it on the inside. <laughs> you only see That's color right. on the inside. Oof. All right. <clears throat> well, it looks like we uh, we tied up this week, so uh, mm-hmm. I think that means I still owe you some money. Uh, yeah, well, well, I mean, that's it. You know, those are our prop bets for the week. And uh, who knows? Who knows what, 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 the, what the next thing that we can uh, bet on is? I know. Sorry, with, well, I think with, we can, with the, with we can the, pick whatever we want. With the big game done, uh, you know, we, we, have to find, we have to be more creative in finding our, uh, our prop bets, I think. Why don't we say something for the news next week? Um, <laughs> Just a bet for the news? Well, like so- something like... One of the news headlines, or, or here's an idea, uh, coronavirus count one day will end in a, like a six or something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one's tough. That one's I don't th- know. I think, I think that one needs a little more thought, but you get Yeah, if you want to arbitrarily be throwing around uh, <laughs> betting, yeah, we do need a little more of a concrete surface before we just... Uh, yeah. There's something there, though. I think there is something there. Maybe something we can work on. Let us know. Two season a pod at gmail.com, baby. Yeah, there's something. I'll think about that one. That'll go in the uh, the brain tickler. The brain tickler, a.k.a. the spank bank? Oh, I didn't know that's what they, uh, they meant. You didn't know that's what spank bank meant? No, I know spank bank. I didn't know brain tickler was that. Oh, I just meant thinking. I don't know. I just made that up. 
Oh, okay. Looks like we're both talking out of our ass today. I'm not talking. I, everything I'm saying is with purpose. I think you're just falling for it. <clears throat> well, glad we uh, glad we glad we settled up. Um, yeah, glad we so, settled some of these bets. Yeah, glad the Super Bowl is over too, so I don't have to think about uh, NFL. Yeah. It's a shit sport. Yeah, boring right old now, football. Boring old football. And people are like, I only follow football. Fuck you. Yeah, what a, what, a, what a life that must be to only fall. Well, I was going to say even to like yeah, to be aware of at least only like one sport maybe. And, you know, certainly like, you know, I, I live in a basketball house. You know, we don't watch hockey. We don't watch, you know, you, you'll catch the, the big fight every so often. But at least like you know what's going on. You have an in, idea. In the, rest, in the rest of the sports. I had a, fr- I had a friend who... um. Uh, like I very just kind of offhand. There are people who do this who are just like they're, and I can't tell if they're like willfully ignorant of things that go down, or you just actually don't know about something. And this came up in a case where I don't know, and I wonder if it's like an issue of like how tied into popular culture you are. Not you, Cam, but like yeah, you know, if, the, if, the yeah, royal. If you're not you. tied into any social media at all. Because I pretty well, easy to be out. I of remember it. having a. I remember having a friend who, uh, uh, you know, it was. Um, I, I can't remember how it came up, but then I said, yep, haha, winter is coming. And then they respond with, what? And I'm like, you know, like, winter is coming. Like, I don't know what that means. I'm like, like the tagline from Game of Thrones, the most expensive and popular television show of all time. They're like, nope. Had they and, not heard of Game I'm, of Thrones? And they're like, yeah, I've heard of it. I just think it's, you know, I don't want to watch it. I don't like that kind of stuff. And just like in my mind, I was just like, how have you never heard somebody say that sentence, winter yeah. is coming? Like, and, and it's on billboards everywhere. It, like it's and it's almost, yeah, one of those things that it was it me not being able to wrap my mind around how somebody could be like not connected to popular culture. Or was it a matter of like, am I crazy for thinking everybody? Because, yeah, if I ask my if I tell my mom, hey, mom, winter is coming. She's not going to know what the fuck she'll, she's she'll talking go, about. It's right here, silly. It's February. Exactly. Unless it's a quote from Wizard of Oz or Sound of Music, she's not going to get it. And I love her for I it. I don't right? understand the quote, though. I, I've heard the quote. Don't know what it implies. Oh, that's great, Cam. I'll fill in your little gap. Because in the world of Game of Thrones, the seasons do not operate in kind of like a three or four month chunk like they do here. Uh, long, uh, like, you know, it'll, uh, uh, you know, uh, seven, eight months of summer will be followed by, you know, four months of winter. But then the next year, it's like uh, a year and a half of summer is followed by a year of winter and it kind of like it goes exponentially and what winter is coming means that when the books when the when the books and shows start they are about like the longest summer ever is just about to end and the fear that we are now about to experience the longest winter and you hear about stories in the past of winter being like eight years long. So they're anticipating like a decade straight of winter. That's what winter is coming Oof. means because all the bad shit happens during the winter. Everyone's cold. Everyone's dies. Of course, all the crops go by the wayside and the bad guys come out, all these sorts of things. But winter is coming just means like it, it was it was more of an overarching um, quote to go around Game of Thrones that it doesn't matter, you know, you guys are fighting about land and who's the king. None of that matters because winter is coming. 
And it was sort of gotcha. this, it was sort of this ongoing theme that, you know, people would be dying left, right, and center. New people would be trying to claim the kingship, taking over land. And then there's some people who are just like, doesn't matter. Winter's coming. Doesn't fucking matter what you guys do. Uh, so it was more of like an overarching. And yeah, there's certain like little phrases like that in popular culture that some people don't understand. That some people, I, yeah, I can't tell if I'm the crazy one or if they're the crazy one. Yeah, that's news to me. That sounds like an intriguing show. I might check that one out on my Hulu subscription. It's it's fantastic. I'm on book two already, Cam. Of course, one of my resolutions that you didn't approve of was uh, to read all five Game of Thrones books. So, of course, I am on oh, book I, two. I would approve of that one. I would approve of that one for sure. Right, right, because right. Because that has a that has a goal associated. If you're like, oh, this year I want to read more. It's like, okay, cool. Right. It like, was my uh, right. It was my play around to disc golf every week. That was the one you didn't like. Yeah, because I thought that was unrealistic. Oh, so far I'm playing four rounds a week, so uh, <laughs> whatever you want to say, Cam. But yeah, that's exactly right. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe I'm a little tuned, more tuned into popular culture than other people are. I don't know. I'm a pretty cool guy. Yeah, I guess. If that's what you want to call yourself. That's a cool mug. I need a cool mug. Got a cool mug, baby. The beef diaper. The beef diaper. It stays where you put it. I don't... What? Yeah, you know those little, uh, you know those little, um, you know when you buy, oh, you know when you yeah. buy, uh, yeah, 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 you, you yeah, know yeah, you'll yeah. kind of buy half a pound of ground chuck, maybe a nice eighty twenty, or a nice sixty forty kind of like slab of meat, and then it comes in that little, it comes in the styrofoam with the plus saran wrap kind of going around top, and always under the beef is always this uh, a beef diaper. There's no better way to explain it than a diaper for your beef. And unfortunately, more often than not, I feel like when I'm purchasing, um, you know, a nice sl- uh, of you know ninety ten piece of chuck, um, this beef diaper is just sopping wet, filled with blood, yeah. and it's sliding all over the place. You know, I want my beef to stay in one place. Hence, the beef diaper. It stays where you put it, folks. You can just put that piece of seventy thirty on it, and it will not move. That's important for me. That's what the purpose of it is, eh? Yeah. So it doesn't slide around. Huh. Sop, it's, you know, you know, but, uh, you know, but these, you know, these uh, corporate, uh, you know, kind of these mass made corporate big box store beef diapers uh, just can't provide the same protection that you need than the be- as the beef diaper from a, uh, you know, a local mom and pop shop. So you're telling me local mom and pop shops have these too? I've never seen one from like a farmer's market or anything. Yeah, so you can buy them by the, uh, you know, sometimes you'll find a salesman going door to door just trying to sell you uh, little beef diapers, right? You know, You're telling me someone's come to your door and said, I got a beef diaper you, you cannot miss out on. People aren't going door to door. I'm going to their door. They're not coming to me. I'm going to them, of course. Uh, brand new line of products. Of course, we are talking about the beef diaper um, at Two Scenes Pod. Let us know if you need more protection for your 50-50 ground chuck for your 6238 ground chuck yeah if you if you really need that kind of uh that kind of protection uh let us know to sing the pot at gmail.com we have a surplus of beef diapers right now we thought we ordered 10 we're at 10,000 yeah yeah we we, we, add, we skipped the decimal place by a lot. It wasn't like a 10 to 100. No, it was a 10 to 10,000 uh, kind of thing. 
Yeah. Anyway, um, so that's fun. That's that's a new product launch we're thinking of doing. Uh, big business. Very much so. Big money. Big money coming in. Very much so. Cam, you're yawning over there. It's the morning. The morning's the time of uh, you know, not yawning. You're supposed to be uh, do a little stretch, stretch. Supposed to be doing a little stretch, stretch. I was was up. I was up. My uh, I came up north today, and um, well, last night, and I came up late, and then oh, uh, then we watched. Have you ever seen the movie? What's it called? Easy Rider. Uh, no, I don't think. Um, oh yeah, I haven't. Um, God. No, but I know what's going on. It's like an old movie. Uh, it's they're, an old movie. They're, they're, they're outlaw bikers. Yeah, and they're just going across the country. And um, I got caught watching that last night just because uh, my dad was up and, I don't know, something to do. Anyway, I figured out the movie pace on those 70s movies is so peculiar. Like, the stories, he tells me, he's like, oh, it's a cult classic. I'm like, okay. Um, but this... For example, in today's movies, if you have like a, you know, a three minute segment of something, like it better be really progressing the storyline. In these movies, there was this scene where they were having an acid trip for like, I don't know, two, three minutes, but it wasn't like doing anything for the story. It was just like, oh, look at all this like cool thing. Like, oh, look, camera pan over here, over here, over here. Oh, look, they're doing crazy shit. Oh, the music's weird. And it just goes on for so long. And it reminded me of this. Um, you, have you seen Deliverance? No, but I know what's so, also going on. Cam, yeah, you're watching but, some weird shit. Well, yeah, my dad watches DVDs up here, and we just, we, you know, they're old movies. Anyway, the the scenes on them, I just find the attention span must have been longer, or the movie making was different, where they just drag these scenes out for no good reason, and it just makes the movie so much like, I guess, in today's standards unnecessarily long like you could easily cut half an hour off but anyway the movie ends you're not going to believe this do you want to hear a spoiler go for it no rhyme or reason these guys are just driving down their motorcycles and these hillbillies who have not been part of the movie at all they have not introduced the movie at all they see them riding they go let's give these boys a scare and they pull out a shotgun from the back of their truck and they just kill both of them End of movie. End of movie. It, it wasn't so much of an easy ride after all. Easy rider. Um, yeah, but just like so peculiar that let's just end it on this. Like, wow, you guys really couldn't think of a better, you know, maybe resolution to the story or anything. Just kill them both from two random strangers. I mean, I'm sure there's a reason, you know. I don't know. It was bizarre. Maybe maybe I'll do some digging into it. Yeah, there has to be a reason why a movie ends that same kind of way. But Cam, I think, uh, you know, to what you said earlier, um, it's a little like, uh, it's that, that's a you problem. Yeah. It's a you yeah. problem. Not just you, of course. We're, again, talking about the royal you. It's a you problem because, like, you know, Easy Rider, late 60s, early 70s. There wasn't much movies. Movies were still incredibly impressive. Not only were they incredibly impressive, it was more of a cultural event. Now, you need, you know what, you take five grand and a camera, and you can suddenly create a movie. So, certainly the grand, you know, the uh, grandiose nature of movie making has kind of gone by the wayside, too. Right, Cam? I think also one thing you have to remember is that a lot of tropes that we see in today's movies, shows, whatever... 
derived from back then. Today's a, a version of you know the acid trip in a movie wouldn't have existed if it wasn't for the initial acid trip in a movie. Right. Yeah, and I think I came to realize that. Yeah, you, uh, you, you needed, know, it's exactly you it. something to build something. It's else. like, have you ever watched a comedy movie before Jim Carrey, where there's actually like, you know, you watch a movie like Caddyshack, where there's ten minutes of introduction without an actual joke, because they're setting the scene for the rest of the film. Now you watch a Judd Apatow movie. If they're not talking about somebody's cock and balls in the first ninety seconds, you've almost written the movie off. And comedy is a great example of that. Watch something like Caddyshack. Watch something like Meatballs. Watch something like Taxi. Or sorry, not Taxi. Is it? uh, No, the one with Bill Murray. Stripes. Watch Stripes, right? It's something like the movie seems so incredibly slow by today's pace just because you want, especially in a comedy movie, you want a dick joke, dick joke, dick joke, followed by a your mom joke. Followed, I'm not, and I'm not blaming Judd Apatow for this, but I'm saying he did create a certain standard of what a comedy movie should be, which almost to somebody who has no time or attention span has created virtually a an impossible watch. That would be me. There you go, and you're that you're that you're that exact. Uh, you that are that target. exact guy. That My gripe that I have is movies being released in the present. Um, in black and white. Didn't Kill Bill do that? Yeah, or they did that as like a. They did that as like a re-release after the fact. You know, like the movie came out in color, and then I know Logan did it. And there was a new one. There's a there was a new one on Netflix uh, with Gary Oldman that was all black and white. There's a new another new one on Netflix coming out in black and white. I don't like that. Uh, just personally. I feel like, you know, if, uh, you know, I feel like if Charlie Chaplin in the 40s (laughs) or Alfred Hitchcock would have loved to film in all color, but they couldn't. They had to use what they got. And I feel like to go back to create something stylistically is just silly uh, to me. Like, use your fucking color. I don't know. If you want to make a movie from the 30s, go to the 30s and make a shitty movie with shitty sound, shitty grainy film. But like you're making a black and white movie on like digitally that I don't know. It's all backwards to me. But hell, it's I'm art, not, Cam. You wouldn't I'm not exactly. I think I'm not an art. I don't. It's a, it's a you problem. I'm not an say. artist. I wouldn't understand. It's uh, a you problem, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm not hey, an artist. Let's, uh, let's, let's get into our final game here. Let's do it. What's it called? It's called um, meat diaper, or is it just a regular roll of um, butcher paper? That's right, everyone. It's headline or ass, and I am. Hey, 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 headline or ass, and I. We rhyme off the wackiest headlines out there to determine is it a headline or is it asinine. Yeah, I'll I'll give you I'll give you I'll give you a headline cam. Go for it. This is a meat diaper or not? Beef diaper. Plane flies. <laughs> plane flies over Rob, Robin Hood HQ with "Suck My Nuts" banner. Maybe uh, now this is the second time Robin Hood has come up in one of our headlines. Of course, you'll remember from a few months ago the uh, the twenty one year old who killed himself because uh, his his uh, Robin Hood trading app like showed uh, that he owed 
a quarter of a million dollars or something. Um, yeah, so it could have been his family. You no know, kind of get back at this. Uh, yeah, I don't get the deal with this whole. I mean, no, I'm not a. I'm not a trader. I'm not a businessman. Um, so I don't get why people. I don't get people being mad that they lost their money investing. Uh, I that's think not, that's not what it is. I can that, explain it quickly Isn't if that you want. sort of the risk that you take? That's not at all what it was. No. Okay, give me a quick so, Cole's notes about why people are mad. Okay, so um, Wall Street has a history of controlling the market because they have a lot of money invested so they can do what they want with like stocks. Okay? Mm-hmm. So they were planning on doing a big short or there was like speculation that AMC, GameStop, and BlackBerry, the big three, were going to plummet. And they kind of were very low already. So Reddit, a bunch of people on Reddit, exponentially grew and said, hey guys, let's all invest in this and make it grow. So they did. And then the stock rose, 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 rose. And then Wall Street basically said, hey, this is unacceptable what you guys are doing. We're halting trading. And then um, Robinhood was, I think, one of the first people to actually be like, actually make that first cutoff to say like, we're no longer allowing people to trade GameStop, BlackBerry, or AMC. Okay. So Robinhood, originally the people who said like, we'll be the, um, inv- we'll be the investor platform for the people who don't have a lot of money, basically sided with the big wigs to say, Oh, you guys don't want us to like mo- like move these uh, stocks around? Okay, no problem. So everyone who was making money, like the little guy who was making money, now got cut off from it. Yeah, that's a tough one for me, Cam, just because, and you started off by saying that, you know, Wall Street had a history of performing this exact action. And then when the yeah. exact action is performed, people are butthurt, which I always find very funny. Um, you know, it's like Wall Street has a history of of doing these shady things and people have a history of selling out and then you're mad when both of those things happen it's like well Well, i think it was more so wall street wall street has a history of like manipulating the markets yeah and the people organized are like we're going to manipulate the markets and they're like whoa 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 only we can do this oh okay okay so maybe it's like more of a clear level of understanding before when they're like wall street manipulates the markets but we can overcome and then they tried and they're like together no we can't overcome (laughs) not so fast yeah yeah exactly it's like you know we control this because we're the big wigs and you're like but no no this is supposed to be a free market they're like yes but you know uh, what you guys are doing is it's unlawful. Like what you guys do is unlawful all the time. They're like, yeah, but we understand the markets. And you're like, yeah, but free, you know, it's one of those. Yeah, it's one of those um, both sides blaming the other one, but no actual real serious like results coming from it. Yeah. Um, well, excuse me. I'm going to say that's a headline. That is a headline. Yeah. So everyone's really pissed at Robin Hood. You've probably seen the news and someone who is an investor who, you know, they probably lost money because they were no longer allowed to grow. And the thing with once they halt trading, then they're basically just waiting for it to simmer down so then it can fall short again. Anyway, so he flew a one of those planes that has like the poster boards on it. Yep. That says, suck my nuts, Robin Hood. And just an FYI, it flew pretty far across the uh, California region, the San Francisco region for several hours. Um, between three and four thirty p.m. So, right in a nice, nice head of time, and that is brought to you by Nowadays Marketing. 
So he, 90 minutes. Uh, I didn't say that. Uh, did you say three to four thirty? Oh, <laughs> it's happening. Yeah, three four. A plant. That's. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah. And he said that he gave the pilot some extra money to circle right over Robin Hood's headquarters for a while. That's interesting. And he also does not even live there. One thing I one thing I love about that story, Cam, is that it comes that comes with it a certain level of wealth and greed to begin with. Like this, like the person who kind of orchestrated this action wasn't a down on his luck redditor who, um, you know, thought he got a good stock tip. No, this was probably a millionaire already who was hoping to add millions to his millions. Which isn't that the problem in the first place? <laughs> come see, come sell. Come see, hey, come let's see. keep plowing ahead. Sure, Cam. Here we go. Headliner asks nine. Oklahoma lawmaker proposes the creation of Bigfoot hunting season. I I love this idea from a business standpoint, first of all, because say it's like, okay, yeah, it's a it's Bigfoot hunting season between these two times. Oh yeah, tags, by the way, um, nine thousand dollars each. And it's just a quick way to make a tax dollar from something really stupid. Um, for that reason, I'm going to go ahead and say headline. Yeah, Cam, you got it right. This one here is a headline, of course, coming out of Oklahoma, where a bill uh, was introduced by Representative Justin Humphreys, which would create a regulated season for hunting Bigfoot uh, within the Oklahoma, or with, sorry, the Oklahoma Wildlife, Wildlife Conservation Commission and set proper dates and fees, of course, uh, to go along with it, like you said. Now, it's just a bill. hasn't been approved yet or anything like that, but uh, the main reason is just tourism. Tourism is a big part of Oklahoma's business. And of course, with tourism falling in the state and the uh, the capture of the Tiger King, uh, not many people are coming to Oklahoma anymore. He also hopes that in the next couple months, uh, he could secure a $25,000 reward for capturing the beast. Uh, the odds that it's in Oklahoma are pretty small, but hey, if you catch it, that's big news. Good to know. Uh, well, good thing we can know we can take our corporate retreat there next year. Amen. Amen. All right, headliner asked me, YouTuber shot and killed while attempting prank robbery. Shot and killed. So this has to be a this has to be an uh something out of the states. Um, you know, if you're if you're shot and killed robbing, yeah, that's probably a United States kind of thing. Um, so this is what, how can I see this happening? It was this sounds like a classic situation of one person wasn't in on it, and unfortunately, the one person who wasn't in on it was the one with the gun. Um, now you think like if you were to do a a, a lot of these soy face kids, um, they don't know how to properly prank because they were born in the year two thousand and three. They've never seen the Jamie Kennedy experiment. They've never seen Punked, where there is an entire operation that goes behind so you only prank one person. <clears throat> this, how, how, this is how Ashton Kutcher would do it. You come up to the convenience store. You're like, hey, we're going to fake a robbery to freak out your employees. The owner of the convenience store would probably say, great, I'll hide the guns. <laughs> I'll hide the guns and knives so that nothing bad can happen. <clears throat> They're like, great, thumbs up. Nothing bad's going to happen. But this seems like a case, you know, if you haven't seen Punked, you would just walk into a convenience store thinking, <clears throat> thinking, you know, I'm going to film it. It's going to be funny. Uh, but that's not the case. If you want to prank somebody on a, on a scale like that, you need to kind of get the gears moving on a few places because now you're going to get shot. That's a headline. 
That's a headline, and I'll give you a little context here. This is in Nashville, where they have relatively relaxed laws on carrying both knives and any size of knives and guns okay. concealed or open. Okay, so take that into account. So, 20-year-old man in Nashville goes into a urban air, a trampoline <clears throat> adventure park in a strip mall in Nashville, and I don't know exactly what the prank was. It's not very clear on that, but they're wielding butcher knives. Starnes, sorry, the full name. I don't have all three names, unfortunately. Uh, David Starnes Jr., if you want to call it three names, <laughs> was amongst those people who were there and did not realize they were filming a prank, pulled out his gun, and shot the man because, you know, when someone comes in playing a prank robbing someone with a knife in an open carry state, I don't think it's the best idea. So um, it looks like he's not getting charged right now. There's under investigation, blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah, kind of a sad, sad state of the world that, you know, that old, it's just a prank, bro. Sometimes doesn't go your way. I was going to say also sad state that somebody thinks that's a prank. Like that's not a prank. Putting, putting cellophane on the toilet seat. So someone, you know, when you go to pee, like it just kind of bounces off. That's a prank. Taking multiple alarm clocks and setting them for four in the morning, 401, 402, and putting them all in my stepsister's bedroom, that's a prank. Okay? Um, robbing somebody is not a prank. Like, I'm trying to think, what's the be- best case scenario? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah, like, what, best what was case, the outcome? Best like- case scenario, uh, they get caught and charged anyways with robbery with a deadly weapon. Um, I learned this recently. Um, if you were, if you sold somebody oregano and told them it was weed, that's still illegal. You can't sell stuff, per, even if it's not illegal. You can't sell it pretending to be the illegal thing. I think this would be no difference. Fuck that kid. Um, I hope the I hope uh, he had that real uh, soy face before he died. That like that shocked mouth agape. You, you like, love oh, that soy face. I do. Eh? Fuck those kids, man. It's the worst. I don't know. There's somebody on my Instagram profile, by the way. I'm talking to all of you on my Instagram. You know how like your algorithm your algorithm is influenced by things that other people look at, and there's like fucking TikTok kids and shit and I don't know who on my Instagram is fall is like you know watching these TikTokers but I'm about to unfollow everybody because I need to get this shit off of my feed I just want to see basketball wrestling and skateboarding that's really all I want to see I want to see Tony Hawk. I want to see to- yeah. two highlights. Yeah, I'm Tony Hawk. I want disc golf. I want wrestling. It's really that easy. I don't want to see these these fucking cucks coming up on my Insta cam. Ready for your next headline? Hit it. Uh, man lives undetected in Chicago airport for three months. I'm going to go ahead and assume this isn't a headline from like today because, you know, there's not a lot of traffic there, but I could easily see that happening. I think it'd be a detected a little bit, right? Like someone's like, have you guys noticed after a week? Like I keep seeing this guy. Like he's like, Oh, he, he, he travels a lot. Um, and if that's the case, if you're just hanging around in lobbies and kind of like switching them daily and, you know, finding ways to, I don't know how you'd eat personally. Cause I feel like if you do that, you're a little bit, uh, who knows the situation. I'm going to go ahead and say a headline though. Cam, you are right. This is a headline. However, 
it is a new headline. It is a story um, about a California man um, who was scared to go back to California due to COVID and chose to live it out in Chicago's O'Hare Inter- uh, International Airport for three months. The story about Aditya Singh, 33-year-old man, who was arrested uh, at the airport and charged with impersonation in a restricted area and theft less than $500. So this man arrived to the airport on October 19th and he was arrested on the 16th of January uh, when he was found out. So, you know, to, in order to slip through these cracks, he uh, assumed the credentials of a United Airlines manager who lost their airport ID. Um, so that's what allowed him to kind of get access to the spaces that normal people wouldn't be allowed into. Um, the bigger question is, yeah, uh, the bigger question the judge wants answered is how did he go unnoticed? For that amount of time, there were people who saw him uh, every day and they would wave a friendly hello thinking he just works there. The craziest part, I mean, not only that, I mean, maybe it's somewhat conceivable because did you know that Chicago's O'Hare National Airport is the busiest airport in the world? Where uh, pre-pandemic, of course, 84.6 million passengers travel through Chicago's O'Hare Airport every single year. Insanity. Uh, obviously, that number's dropped, but that's uh, a that, that, that's a fun that's a fun prank, bro. How that's a fun prank. See, nobody yeah. died. <laughs> nobody fun hurts. And nobody cries. Fun prank. A good prank is when no one dies. Yeah. All right. Headline harassment cam. Alberta government no longer allowed to discuss weather at beginning of meetings. <laughs> Uh, I wonder if this this is such a Canadian headline too, because you know, of course, every you know, you're gonna talk about the weather. I was on the phone with my grandmother last night, and of course, we're talking about how cold it is. We have to put the coat on the dog to take him for a walk. The little booties. It's just too cold to be outside. It's gonna come up in conversation. Um, I wonder. I like to think this is like an official doc. You know, like like every year or every you know week or whatever, uh, they have two hours of possible meeting time, and that's sort of it it's there is an end time however they spend 45 minutes just talking about the weather and they can't actually address any serious issues uh like all the other crazy shit that happens in alberta on a daily basis you know there's still people who like want conversion therapy in alberta it's a fucked up place uh so to create (laughs) such a rule um not allowing you to even talk about the weather um it's so funny i like to think that they've uh come up with maybe like ways around it like it kind of like uh when they say you know uh my when they say you know my son's doing well in school what that actually means is the weather was nice <laughs> and Ooh, when that's fun. oh my my son got a d on their algebra that means snow's coming I'd prefer uh, if it was like someone came up with like the birds are chirping today and someone's like, that sounds like weather talk to me. Yeah, you yeah. better shut that down. <laughs> you better shut that down. I like to think now, so not only in the meetings is there kind of like a COVID officer making sure everyone follows protocols. No, there is a person there just kind of snapping at every single. Uh, yeah, there's like they open the meeting saying that here's the five things we will not talk about today. COVID cases, weather, huge. That one's really off. All right. And also Kim's new haircut. By the way, it looks great, Kim. Yeah, yeah. All the things we cannot talk about. That's great, Cam. Uh, I've got one more headline here for you. Are you, you didn't ready? say if it was a headline or asinine. Oh, shit, I didn't. Um, so sorry, so sorry. I'm going to say that's asinine. <laughs> yeah, I made it up. <laughs> I completely, I forgot. 
Uh, Cam, I have one more headline here for you. Ready for it? Woman who killed boyfriend to marry her father sentenced to 40 years in prison. Killed boyfriend, marry her father. I'm going to go ahead and assume she killed the boyfriend and then her father is a play on words because, oh no, because it wouldn't be her legal father. So I don't think any court in any place will legally allow you to marry your father. If it was marry stepfather and killed husband to marry father, I'd believe it. But I think you got yourself in a little bit of a lie here. Asinine. Cam, this is a headline. And this is coming out of the great state of West Virginia. Uh, There's no North, South, or East Virginia. Just West Virginia and Virginia. But that's a conversation for another day. This is a story that happened to 32-year-old Amanda McClure, uh, who pleaded or pled, or whatever, uh, guilty. Um, and sentenced 40 years in prison for killing her boyfriend on Valentine's Day in 2019. So we're just coming up on the two-year anniversary of this death. Uh, John McGuire, the boyfriend, was found this past September with his remains on the property, buried in a shallow grave of one Larry McClure, the uh, the defendant's uh, biological father, who helped her daughter, or sorry, helped his daughter to kill her boyfriend, dismember the body, and uh, let go of the remains. Uh, the father, who previously just got off a fresh 17 and a half year sentence for the sexual assault of a minor, helped his daughter um, bury the boyfriend. The daughter and the father, uh, apparently they beat and tortured the boyfriend over the course of several days before uh, doing the old garbage bag around the head to suffocate him. Three weeks after killing him, they drove down to neighbor. Virginia to obtain a marriage license uh, so they could marry each other, but they were turned away as marriage between father father and daughter is illegal in the state of Virginia. I'm not surprised. I'm not, not surprised, not surprised it happened in West Virginia, or are you not surprised that it's illegal? <laughs> I'm yeah, that it's illegal. I I'm just I'm more surprised that they thought they would get away with it. They thought they'd get away with it. Uh I don't know how that happens. Um yeah. So, uh, poor well, guy. Poor guy. He was a father of five, which is too bad. Um, oh, my God. But, yeah. Okay, um, let's, let's plow ahead. <laughs> so, yeah. So But but all i got to say, I think the biggest takeaway from this particular story is, uh, you know, if you're dating a partner, you know, you could be dating a man, dating a woman. Uh, double check on the relationship they have with their parents. You know, uh, when, Never you a bad s- idea. when you see them at Thanksgiving, is it a friendly kiss on the cheek or is it a kiss on the lips? If it's a kiss on the yeah, lips, I think is there tongue? Is there a little bit? There of may be cause for concern, right? Is is you know is 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 he is is your father-in-law grabbing your partner's bottom uh, with a little tap? You know, at the end of uh, you know, after she clears the dishes from the table, like good job, honey. You know, a little butt tap. Uh, I really don't know, but you do want to focus on what that relationship is. All right. Well, that brings us to the conclusion of another show. Great work this week, Cam. That was another uh, fantastic episode. Another fantastic episode. So thanks so again for tuning in. You can rate, Let review, like, and subscribe. Know. Of course, like you said, we're everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google, um, and just flat out online. The Stitch's on YouTube. It's all going off. And um, I think that's all that we have for the week. That's it, everyone. And remember, stay warm out there. In 2019, 21 people died as a result of their polar vortex. Stay safe. Take care, folks. Continuing tonight on two seasons of pod.
96.7 on your... Two C's in a pod, 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 two